Working toward a more sustainable transportation infrastructure network is a challenge that has environmental, financial, and social implications. Professor John Harvey says adopting a pavement lifecycle assessment process can get transportation leaders closer to that goal. Transportation infrastructure. It's what keeps our economy moving and gets people safely where they need to go. But maintaining safe, reliable infrastructure assets is a complex challenge that requires innovative solutions. I'm Nick Frank from Agile Assets, and I'll be your guide as we navigate through the complex and evolving world of infrastructure asset management. My guest today is Dr. John Harvey. He is a professor of civil and environmental engineering at the University of California, Davis, and director of the University of California Pavement Research Center, known as UCPRC. His wide-ranging areas of expertise include concrete and flexible pavement design and rehabilitation, asphalt concrete materials, and project management, to name just a few. Professor, thanks for joining the podcast. Thank you for having me. John, tell me about your role at UC Davis. What do you teach? What do you research? So I am a professor of civil and environmental engineering at UC Davis, uh, and I am the director of the University of California Pavement Research Center which is at Davis. And we also have an ongoing relationship as part of UCPRC with UC Berkeley, which is where I used to work and where we started UCPRC before I, I expanded it to Davis. And we work on pretty much anything to do with pavement. Uh, my simple answer is if it's hard and it's on the ground, we're analyzing it and we're trying to make it better. And we look at everything from materials, we do pavement design software, we do construction analysis, we do asset management, we do life cycle cost analysis, we do environmental life cycle assessment, we do ride quality, we do permeable pavements and stormwater drainage, we do urban heat island, we do complete streets, uh, bicycles, active transportation. We do social performance measures for pavement. If it's hard on the ground, uh, we're trying to make it better. So today, our main topic and what we'd like to dive in, because you have a wider range of things that you cover, that you teach, that you research. But today, we're going to kind of narrowly focus that down into pavement life cycle assessment and some sustainability. So, what is life cycle assessment? for pavements? Well, let me start with what is life cycle assessment. Life cycle assessment is a method of quantifying environmental impacts. And it has four stages to it. Um, first is goal and scope. Figure out what goal means. What's the question you want to answer? Scope means what are the system boundaries in which um, the question needs to be answered? Inventory means figuring out what is the stuff coming into the system, materials, energy, typically, and what is coming out, which is product and the environmental um, affecting emissions are what come out of the system. Then you convert those outflows into impacts on people and ecosystems. Um, that's the impact analysis stage. And then 
the next stage is, is interpretation. So you take the answers to the quantification of the impacts and interpretation means you use those that impact analysis and go back and specifically answer the questions in your goal and scope. A last part of, of, of LCA is critical review, having somebody outside take a look at it and critique what you've done. So that's life cycle assessment. Life cycle assessment or LCA for pavements is applying that to pavements. So whatever question that we wanna look at in pavements and in pavements, the phases of the pavement life cycle that we look at are extracting materials from the ground, processing the materials, how much and how we use those in design, the construction processes, the equipment, the hauling, et cetera, the use stage, which means the interaction of the pavement with the world and pavements cause environmental impact when they're used. The biggest one typically even though it's a very small impact on vehicle fuel use, pavements affect, roughness of pavements affects vehicle fuel use for internal combustion engines. Research topic is what does it do to electric vehicles? Uh, it affects the thermal environment and so on. So there's the use stage and then there's the end of life. Uh, what do we do if we take the materials out of the pavement? What do we do with those? So what we do is LCA is life cycle assessment. So we look at answer questions looking at the entire life cycle of the pavement through all those phases. And we also make sure that our system boundaries are big enough and appropriate that we don't miss something, you know, some unintended consequence. So life cycle assessment, LCA of pavements is applying that quantification to answer questions about the environmental impacts of pavement. And to recap, those four stages are goal and scope, impacts analysis, interpretation, and critical review. Well, there's four plus critical review. So the four stages are goal and scope, inventory, which is the flows in and out, impact assessment, which is turning the flows into impacts, and interpretation, which is answering the questions. A fifth stage, which you can tack on on the end, is critical review. Okay, perfect. Thank you for, for the clarification on that. And a clarification. So we're talking about life cycle assessment. How is that different from, let's say, like life cycle cost analysis? So the question is, how is LCA, life cycle assessment, different from life cycle cost analysis, LCCA? And I think a more appropriate question is, how are they similar? They're similar in that both of them are looking at the life cycle and everything that happens through the life cycle. And we usually use similar definitions for LCA and LCCA, similar life cycle definitions. How do we, where, do we, where is the end of the life cycle? The difference is that life cycle cost analysis is looking at costs. And, and, and if, it's a, if it's a private uh, road, then we look at revenue as well. And life cycle assessment is looking at environmental impacts. So that's the difference. I always tell students, why, why would you, because there's constant confusion for people learning the difference between LCA and LCCA. Why do you have two acronyms so similar? And I say, that's just a part of the vast conspiracy to confuse people <laughs> about pavements that we're constantly uh, working on. Sure. <laughs> I was going to ask that too, was, was why there are so many, not so many, but there's enough terminology in the transportation field that's so close together 
uh, yes. that you feel like, like let's name it red and blue and not like, you know, red and, and I guess I don't know how, where to go with that, but have you never, have you never thought that that might actually be conscious conspiracy to confuse I, you? I mean, John, I think you're onto something here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, you're, you're someone who is, who has worked in a couple different positions in, you know, whether at the, the state, the teacher level working with Caltrans. So when you're looking at transportation agencies as a whole, how are they using these life cycle assessments when they make decisions? Life cycle assessment is in the early days of implementation right now. Uh, one of the things that we know is that getting stuff implemented in civil engineering is sometimes pretty slow. Uh, life cycle cost analysis took probably 10, 15 years to get it into practice, and we still have some folks who aren't really using it. Uh, right now, it's early days for using life cycle assessment. You know, I always say that implementation is not done until that tool or that process or that material is a part of somebody's everyday operations, and there's nothing special about it. And we're not there with LCA yet. We've developed a first uh, tool that we're rolling out for Caltrans right now called LCAP. We've also worked on a team with Federal Highway Administration who have a, a, a national scope uh, spreadsheet solution called PAVE LCA from Federal Highway Administration. There's some other commercial software out there, but there's nobody right now who's routinely using it in everyday practice without thinking about it. But uh, with the types of... Uh, environmental questions that we have to answer faster and faster and faster. The normal pace of change in civil engineering, I think is going to have to speed up to deal with the, with the, with the problems and the pressures that we're feeling. So I, I would anticipate within two, three, four years, at least a few DOTs, state DOTs and Federal Highway Administration are going to be used, potentially Federal Highway Administration, Federal Aviation Administration are going to be using these tools at least to answer specific questions. And then I think it will start to transform into becoming an everyday part of everyday design processes. And I will also call out the use of LCA in pavement management systems, PMSs. We have worked with Caltrans and implemented global warming potential calculations using LCA in the Caltrans uh, pavement management system. So that performance uh, measure is, is in there and Caltrans is using that for, it's not used for everyday decision-making, but it is something that they're considering, at least beginning to consider in their use of the PMS. Do you think the main challenge facing the agencies when they're considering the LCA is just slow adoption of just kind of a hesitancy to accept it or just kind of a slower moving process? Or are there other challenges or hurdles that are getting in the way of more agencies adopting that? Well, it's, it's a uh, push me, pull you, chicken in the egg. Let me think of some other metaphors. And, and this is really going back to how the University of California Pavement Research Center operates and why we work through that entire arc from conceptual through implementation is if people want it, it has to be ready to go. But you don't know if it's really ready to go until you've done the basic research, do the first tool, put it out there, get critical review, get people using it. They're going to break it. They're going to find problems. They're going to need additional scope to it. And then you got to go back and fix it. 
update it, make sure it's working for them. And that's really the, the implementation process. It's a normal software development process when you're writing software for something that nobody's ever really done before. So that's, it's really a, a push me, pull you type of a thing. You have to have champions who need it and you have to have developers and implementers who are going to try it, work with it and go through that iterative process. As a person who works through that entire arc, uh, a quote that I always remember, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase it from Professor John Epps at Texas, now at Texas A&M University. And, and he told me as a of 25 years ago, he said, John, if you have $10 to get something done, it's going to cost you of that $10 to get to that end point where it's a part of somebody's everyday job. $1 is going to be for the research. $3 is going to be for the development and $6 are going to be for the implementation. And that's kind of the appropriate ratio of, of numbers uh, to get to that endpoint that is part of somebody's everyday job. And that's a perfect a- analogy and a perfect sentiment to everything that exactly that you're saying uh, and, and kind of makes it make sense why there's a little bit uh, slower adoption on that. You mentioned- well, ca- uh, Sorry, let me just clarify. Uh, sometimes you just have pure straight up resistance. Sure. <laughs> That's a different story. So I'm assuming right. there's a, a meeting of the minds that this is something that needs to be done. Okay. But, sure. but then you have to go through that process. Right. We'll get Magdi on it. We'll get Magdi McHale and he'll get everyone on board with it. There you go. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned briefly how uh, California and Caltrans has a, as part of their LCA, some fixtures on global warming. And so I kind of want to transition to some sustainability uh, Mm -hmm. as part of our conversation today. So what would you say is sustainability in the context of transportation infrastructure? Sustainability definitions are a bit hard. You know, there's the classic, there's three parts to it, environmental, economic, and social. Well, actually, LCCA covers the, the economic, LCA covers the environmental, and we're working on social. LCA, social performance measures, which include consideration of equity, not just what are the impacts, but are the impacts equitably distributed? So I want to put that part on the sustainability definition. A hard measure otherwise uh, is something sustainable. I struggle with that a little bit. And to the extent that we, a document that we wrote for the Federal Highway Administration for the the Pavement Sustainability Program at Federal Highway Administration. I recommend folks, if they're interested in this, go to that website, uh, FHWA Pavement Sustainability. I do not believe that we have sustainable pavements. For me, I think sustainable pavements as a a phrase is an oxymoron. I look at it, um, as my colleague at University of Washington, Stephen Munch said, he said, it's really an aspirational goal. We need to keep going towards it. And in my mind, sustainability means that we can keep doing, if something is sustainable, we can keep doing it for a very, very long time. And we're not going to degrade the environment or such a minimal degradation that we're not damaging ecosystems or hurting quality of life because of environmental degradation. We're gonna be able to afford this financially for that long period of time, meaning we're not gonna bankrupt ourselves or we're not going to be spending money on that transportation system that we need for other services that government uh, delivers. And it means that the way that we're doing these transportation systems to be sustainable 
uh, the social impacts, noise, pollution, other things that affect quality of life are equitably distributed and small enough that uh, we can keep doing this and maintain public support for what we're doing. As we continue down this, pardon my pun, road to sustainability, is there a way that it's measured now? Or is there a way that you see that would be the best way to measure it so we can, as you mentioned, not degrade the environment going forward? I think LCA is the primary tool that we should be using because it really quantifies things because it looks at the full life cycle and because it calls for you to define system boundaries that you're not gonna miss unintended consequences. There are a whole lot of things, directions, ideas for how to reduce those environmental impacts, recycling, uh, new materials, the way that we manage pavements with regard to roughness, the way that we manage pavements with regard to preservation and rehab, interaction with the vehicles and uh, accommodating new types of vehicle, electric vehicles are going to damage pavements differently and so on and so on. So I think LCA is the main tool that we should be using to do this quantification. And we need to be looking at hundreds of potential things that we can do that we will then measure with LCA to improve our sustainability you know, what's the level of impacts that we should focus on? Those impacts that are global, like global warming potential, we got to focus on those. But the specific impacts, uh, like water pollution, like air pollution, we should be specifically focusing on those that are important to our region. There's 14 impact indicators. They're not all going to be of equal importance to a given population, a given set of customers. And we need to be mindful of that and focus on the ones that are most important. I feel like you and I could have a whole other conversation on on all of that, on sustainability, on these 14 impact indicators. And I would love to, at another point, follow up on a lot of that. Uh, But as we wrap up today's conversation, how do you see life cycle assessments being used in the transportation in the next five years, 15 years, 50 years? Well, the way we've looked at it in terms of um, where and how to implement LCA, uh, we want to look at the life cycle of project delivery or the project delivery process. So the project delivery process starts with conceptual plan, starts with the need. We shouldn't be building transportation where it's not needed, right? Then to go to conceptual studies with what's the best transportation way infrastructure to meet that need. So conceptual planning, then we get into detailed planning, then we do design, uh, and then we do asset management. And I think different forms of LCA can be used at each of those different stages. Uh, As we move through those stages, at the very beginning, we have very little detail in, in terms of information. And as we move down through that process, through the design process and then to asset management, we have more and more detailed and specific data. So the LCA has got to be built to accommodate those differences in data definition uh, and clarity, but I think it can be used each of those different stages. Conceptual evaluation, uh, should we add a lane? Should we add an active transportation lane with that? Should this be rail? Should this be a bus lane? 
uh, et cetera, conceptual planning, get down into the planning stage with some more details. Definitely it's gonna be used uh, in the design stage, looking at alternative designs, different materials, different structures, different design lives. Uh, and then when we get into asset management, uh, we can be using it to analyze our master plans, our forward-looking 10, 20, 40-year plans and look at different management strategies in terms of the, the maintenance and rehab trigger levels in our decision trees, um, the types of treatments that we consider in our decision trees, the roughness trigger levels, the cracking trigger levels, uh, when and how to use those in our asset management. So I think it can be used in all of those. And I think it will be used in all of those in the next five to 10 years. I like the plan. I like the vision. Uh, John, is there anything else you want to add before we, before I let you go? Uh, well, yeah, I would add that I think that's um, consideration of sustainability and we need to get into the, look at that nuance of what that means and what that means for different folks in different places. It's going to be right up there with all of our other priorities for what we need to do and deal with and, and address as transportation infrastructure professionals, whether we're planners, whether we're engineers, whether we're managers, the world and our customers are, are going to be demanding it more and more and more. And we need to uh, get the tools together and we need to prepare ourselves to um, solve those problems and meet those needs. John Harvey, a professor in the Department of Civil and Environmental Engineering at UC Davis. Thank you for sharing your expertise with us today on Move Your Assets. Thank you very much. If you want to learn more about transportation asset management strategies that save time, money, and lives, head on over to agileassets.com. Once again, thank you to Professor John Harvey for sharing his expertise with us today. I'm Nick Frank. Join us again next month for another edition of Move Your Assets.